0: Hi, I'm Renee Philpot, and this is Selling with Charm. After over 26 years in sales, there's one thing I have learned. Sales is fun. Join me as I help you simplify your sales process, and together we will reach your weekly, monthly, and yearly goals. Let's get started. Good morning, Jennifer. Thank you so much for um joining me and being willing to be a guest of mine on my podcast, I would love for you to just share about yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Sure, well,
1: thank you, Renee, for inviting me on to be a guest here. I'm I'm super stoked to be talking to you and your audience about um, some ways that that we all can uh, relate back in sales. Uh, A little bit about me um, is uh, born and raised in New York and on Long Island. Uh, I took a very traditional route, went to uh, graduated high school, got my bachelor's, got my master's degree and took a traditional job, nine to five job as a teacher. And I was a teacher for uh, about eight years uh, within the New York City School District and a private school as well. And I just wasn't very fulfilled. You would think having children and teaching them and seeing them grow would be fulfilling. But for me, it just didn't quite quit the happiness uh, scale that I was looking for. Uh, So I knew I wanted to do something different that was, that still incorporated, you know, my my background in education, Um, and I started my own children's fitness business um, while while I left teaching. My mom had been a realtor for about 30 years then, and um, I naturally kind of went into real estate as she needed more help, and I gradually just followed in her footsteps.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. I love um, I love that you've shared that, you know, we sell in teaching um, and it is so important that we're fulfilled in whatever we're doing. So I love that you've been able to um, bring that along with you uh, in your and in, in, in what you're doing now. One of the things that you focus on um, is helping people create a vision for their success. Would you share a little bit about that with us?
1: Yeah. I, you know, as a real estate agent, you know, you're, you're independent, you're on your own. Um, I mean, you have your broker's support, but basically you're, you're creating your own business and it's hard to find um, like-minded people. Real estate tends to be a part-time job for some people. And I was truly invested in it um, full-time and it was hard to find like-minded people. So I what I had to do was invest in myself and find those people that would have the same vision as I do, meaning my vision was to grow a big business and to have, and to be financially free and, and to live a prosperous life. So I had to align myself with those people and I was able to find the right coach who literally started me with basic work um, And that by that, I mean, just creating a vision board, you know, what did I want out of life? What did I want for my family? What did I want for my um, social life? What did I want for my financial life? So, So just a vision board essentially was basically my first step in it. And as I got more advanced in my sales, I also was able to invest more in myself with more and more different types of coaches who really made me believe that I had to start with my numbers. What were my end numbers worth? Uh, uh, what were my end numbers so that I can work my way backwards uh, into, into my own business uh, career?
0: Oh, I love that so much. So one of the things that I am offering uh, in my coaching is vision board training. And I'm with you on that. I think you have to have an ideal first of what you're looking for and what, what's important to you. So, um, and you, you've been a great example of your career has of just what it means to first know what you're working toward. And, um, that's really what a vision is. I mean, that's, that's how I, um, would define my vision is what am i going to be working toward and just like you said you kind of have to work backwards from that and it it does take you need a community of people around you that can think like that at least um not getting your way not everybody thinks that way i know but um when you can surround yourself with some people to support you it makes it much easier
1: I took it a step further and found a coach who broke it down into 12 areas of my life um, that I could focus on and create a vision of what I wanted in these specific areas. For example, my emotional life, like I said, social health and fitness life. Um, I break it down in my book, Become a Rockstar Real Estate Agent into three areas. That's feeding your mind, your body and your soul.
0: Oh, that's great. Yes, that's awesome. I do think um, it's important that we realize there's more than just one area that our career is helping us with. It's not just um, financial, but it is important because the other things need our financial support. Uh, It's just where we begin. Yeah,
1: my approach to business has been more of a what I call a holistic approach where again, I really try to um, find the right tools and people to enrich my my mind, my body and my spirit. Um, Meaning I'm putting the right food in, I'm going out and exercising and trust me, I'm not a big exerciser, but you know, just walking and taking the time that I need in order for me to regenerate because sales, Specifically, I I think, you know, can be very draining both physically and mentally on us. And that's where the soulful um, and spiritual aspect of my holistic approach is where I I need to take the time to, um, you know, thank my higher power, whether you call that God, the universe or mother nature to thank and be grateful for for the life that they have provided you today.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really good so um if, is there anything else about your vision and what you've learned and helping other people and how it helps you know maybe how it um directs you to, to help your clients more anything else you want to share about that I, I think just setting that vision
1: puts the future into your present and i think that's the key and the connection in um you know, manifesting and and having an abundant life, you know, putting your future into your present. So that's why, you know, when we hear people talk about, you know, being grateful for the things that they have now, um, it's a way of you celebrating what's going to happen in the future.
0: Yeah, I love that. Okay, so once you get your vision of what you're looking for uh, and and you're selling, you have to figure out who in the world you're gonna go out there and help. So how do you even start to find your ideal client?
1: Yeah, I, I think your ideal client first starts with you identifying who you are in a personality profile. Um, I've used the DISC um, a personality profile where everyone is um, basically two components of the DISC and that's D-I-S-C. So you're basically um, either a dominant person, an influencer, a supporter, or a uh, conservative person. Um, usually we're a blend we're a blend of all four, but two really stick out that we can that other people can naturally see. Um, and I think that's the first step in identifying your ideal client, because we want to work with people who um, act or behave and look like us, right? We're naturally attracted to those who who mirror us or have similar qualities. So I think ident- being able to identify someone in a personality profile allows a salesperson to, um, I would say, maybe camouflage or... or adjust themselves while they're sitting across the table from the potential client to mirror who's in front of us
0: oh okay that's very good so um share with us like can you have do you have an example of where you have used that like when you um so you you're familiar with your own you learn a lot about yourself your own personality and you want to go out and serve others now, like I know how I did that in the copier industry. Uh, it was a little easier, I think, when you're doing B2B sales because, um, you know, businesses advertise what's important to them or, you know, or something It's a little easier. Individuals, not so much. So it, it might be a little bit more difficult. But when you um, were looking for um, that ideal client, was there anything that you could, how did you identify them? Was there a way that you could do it?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, each personality um, usually will stand out in um, typically the way that they dress, oh, um, the way that they speak, and their body language.
0: Ah, that's very good.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm a high D and C personality. Someone very I can be very dominant as well as as well as cautious at the same time, um, which makes me a good leader. Um, typically, and we're only 10% of the population, I would say any of your CEOs, um, decision makers, high level executives are typically D's and C's as well. Um, So being that personality type, I had to find or I knew it was best and I clicked automatically with the same type of people. And those people are typically investors who fix and flip or fix and hold properties, Um, builders, who, you know, builds new construction. Um, so those type of people were, were my go-to clients. What right. I had to, what I had to do as a real estate agent though was seek out investment properties, distressed properties, in order to feed my clientele with it.
0: Oh, that's great. So I saw um you have been very successful with listings. And I'm assuming then that you were using you were using that. Um, when you were going out to find those listings, you you knew what you were looking for. Not just any listing is not exactly what you wanted. You were a specific type of listing. Is that right? Uh, yes and no. You know, sometimes we can't be uh, too, too picky, um, you know,
1: when an uh, opportunity is presented to us as a real estate agent um, to say no to someone who wants to sell their house. But I, again, understanding the science of sales, the DISC personality profile, um, allowed me to mirror the person. So if I didn't match the person in front of me and I couldn't recognize that right away, typically by a speech pattern, an S personality will speak very slow. I can tell, I, I, I want to say, Renee, that you might be in an, an S and an I at the same time, or maybe a, a C, S. I'm not sure right now. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, <laughs> But um, but I would say you know I had to speak a little slower and you know I tend to speak with my hands so I needed to remain you know keep them at my side and just again match who they were in front of me and it's not changing you know a lot of people say that oh you had to change yourself I didn't feel it as changing I just wanted to meet my the potential client where they were at it wasn't about my agenda. It had to be about the the prospects agenda, and I just want to be able to match what they were looking for.
0: Yeah, it's very good. So I would say um, that I, I phrase that as I adapt to what whatever my uh, prospect whoever my prospect is, and I I like to listen. So mm-hmm. I, you know I do talk um, a little bit slower because I like to listen, and if I'm really excited about something. I, I can talk fast and I can, um, you know, as you say, we all have components of these, the, the different personalities, Right. Um, but I am certainly drawn to, I always have been specific types of clients and customers. In fact, that's some of the things that I coach is it's much easier when you find your ideal client to go find more of them. Right. And you're. You're. It, it's easier for you to solve their problems, to understand immediately when they start telling you um, what, you know, what some of their concerns are or challenges. It's easier for you to have an answer because you have experience with that. And, you know, what's important to them, just like you said, with those investors, uh, with maybe somebody who's, you know, looking to flip a house, you know, what's important to them. So you're not going to waste their time on things that they don't care about.
1: Right, exactly. If for investors, it's all about the bottom line and the and the dollar.
0: Yeah, so, and it's important to know that and who you're working with and um, what you're doing. So mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you have shared that. and you know all of my listeners uh, will appreciate that because you know, I think that's one of the hardest things in sales is you can really feel beat up if you go around prospecting the wrong places in the wrong way. Um, and, you know, don't because you, you don't have all the answers and there's specific people that you can help. And uh, it's a lot easier once you know and you can identify that. So thanks for sharing.
1: You bet, 100%. Um,
0: now, I'd love for you to share if there's any marketing strategies that you recommend to people when they're building uh, what you call their farm of prospects.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm still a little bit of a hybrid agent, <laughs> where in the sense where I'm still a little bit old school and new school. And by that, I mean, I'm still paper marketing. I send flyers. Um, I'm still cold calling and uh, picking up the phone and sending out you know, brochures or um, in that sense. And then my other part of marketing, obviously, would be social media. I'm a little bit in that age range where, um, you know, having too much social media is overwhelming for me. Um, So I just chose to use one thing that works for me where most of my clients are. Um, and that's Facebook, and I've chosen Facebook because, like, again, I know that my clients are there. My clients are not on Instagram or TikTok. Um, uh, my YouTube channel is just the other other area that has kind of helped me um, meet more people and give, you know, advice to people about home selling or finding the right na- neighborhood in schools that they want to be, uh, that they want to live in.
0: Ah, oh, that's great. So, you said a couple of things that I want to point out that I think, still works. And that yeah. is paper marketing and picking up the phone. Mm. The two things that I love about the, the things that I love about those two things is it's person to person. We all want to know that we're important and that we're not just a number. Right. And, you know, I, I'm like you, social media has its benefits, but it's challenges as well. You can right. really get down a rabbit hole. Uh, and get lost if you're trying to be on all the channels and serving all the people.
1: Yeah, I, I think there it comes. That's where it comes into what am I good at, right? What are you good at, and stick with it, and outsource the rest. You know, mm, having yeah. a social media market person for me works because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather give that task to someone else um, to do so that it it still is professional and looks and gives the content that I intended to give.
0: Mm, that's very good. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm really a fan of person to person, picking up the phone, being that note in, in still using snail mail, uh, that handwritten note, uh, because I know myself when someone calls me, when I get something that is hand addressed and they took the time, I know they know what's important to me. Or they care about what's important to me and so that is why i i suggest it i coach it to do it as often as you can and especially if you've been working on curating a list of prospects that you want to work with either now or in the future you can really use those techniques effectively um, if you do that. So thank you for sharing that. No, yeah, um, I,
1: and just one thing I wanted to add is, you know, the science science, um, and data shows up that people don't know who you are until the ninth time that they see you.
0: Oh, yes, that's great. So yeah. the
1: consistency, whether that's social media or paper marketing, that's the key here, just making it consistent, consistent, so you're constantly in front of your audience.
0: Oh yeah, that's super, that's great. When I started in sales, it was like you had to hear no like six times. And that number is growing because there's more ways that people reach out to us now. So mm-hmm. what used to be six is now more like nine. And um, so thank you for pointing that out. I think we, and that also goes to show you that it, it really takes a lot of, of being consistent and persistent. Mm-hmm. when it comes to to sales and, you know, any kind of marketing that you're doing for yourself. So I really appreciate you sharing that. One last thing that I would love to hear about, um, you, you created um, what you determined is like seven Saturdays. It was a training um, program for real estate agents. Right? Can you share anything about that?
1: Yeah, so uh, when my mom had opened up her own brokerage, um we realized that we needed a training program statistics show that um uh an 80 to 90 percent of all real estate agents leave the business after two years and we we were seeing that in the brokerage as well um our, our stats were very um true and accurate to those national stats Uh, stats too. Um, So we knew we needed to implement something and a training program was what we were missing. Now, as the educator, I was naturally chosen to kind of create, you know, this uh, educational program, training program for new real estate agents as they came in. And we gradually opened that up to all real estate agents who were local on the Long Island area. Um, And we saw our, our retention rate as a brokerage Um, you know, go down. I I mean, go up, actually. (laughs) Our retention rate went up, but the people who were leaving actually um, went down. So we knew that it was working out and our agents were successful um, as well. They weren't just, you know, taking up space and sitting at the desk too. They were actually going out and producing. So that was pretty key in the growth of the brokerage.
0: Mm, I love that. So I I have a theory that, a lot of people come into sales, whether it's real estate or something else, and they get discouraged too quickly, Mm -hmm. that we have all lost out on some great talent, because there needed to be um, some additional training, there needed to be some additional support, whatever that is. Uh, A lot of people feel like you're either a natural born salesman, or you're not. And I don't believe that's true. So I love that huge fan of anything that keeps people in sales because I contribute um, my career in sales um, does really has has helped everything in my life be better uh, Mm -hmm. because I was able to learn how to make more money Um, if I you know there was never a time after I started in sales that I saw something and I thought oh I could never do that Uh, it it really taught me to work toward goals both financial and non-financial, right? Um, and so I, I love that you recognized that there was something that that could help people stay in uh, something and become more successful. I think that is wonderful.
1: Yeah, I, thank you for that. I really appreciate that. But I, I'm definitely in the same avenue where, you know, the speaking one-on-one to people was, was my challenge, but speaking to a group as an educator actually, you know, came very natural. Um, So the sales part of it was difficult for me to find the right words to speak to someone one-on-one, especially about, you know, their own money. Uh, That Mm -hmm. was kind of the hardest thing for me to um, overcome since I had a money block um, at that time. But being an entrepreneur has definitely provided me the life that I've always wanted and envisioned for myself, we'll go back to our first point and what we talked about. I don't think I would have been able to be in the position that I'm in had I been a, a paycheck employee.
0: Mm, I love that. So you said something that I just want to expand on a little. You said you had a money block at that time. Mm-hmm. So tell me, did um, really working on your vision help you pass your your money block or can you share anything about that?
1: Yeah, because one of my visions, obviously, was to have a lot of money. So it became easier for me to um, talk about my own money. I mean, as a kid growing up, money was like a hush, hush subject. So I essentially believe that that's where it came from because you didn't talk about your money. You didn't talk about other people's money, you know, in the house. And I don't know how much money my parents made, you know, no one ever talked about it. Um, So that was kind of the block and I needed to kind of go back and just keep talking about money to people I was comfortable with and tell them, I made this much this week, or, you know, I I am potentially selling, you know, about five, uh, $500,000 house, and they only have 10% to put down, you know, their, their mortgage would be. So explaining that and becoming the educator, pulling back into what I know and who I was, not being afraid to be that educator in front of my clients allowed me to overcome this money block and working with the coach obviously helped too.
0: Mm, I loved it. That's very good. So um, it's actually all the things we have talked about is really the reason that I started my community and my coaching is because I think it's important to work on what you want and work toward it and, you know, be um, consistent and persistent toward it without getting discouraged. You know, I've worked a lot on my mindset, whether it was Mm -hmm. about, I don't, I don't think I actually necessarily had a block with money. But I had a block with other things, like I was always trying to, you know, reach another level, be enough, be as good as, whatever, and I had to work through that. Um, And and I also had to learn. Although I didn't have a block with money, I didn't always manage it the best way. So that's something I had to work through and learn. And it's it's why, like I said, I started my community, this podcast coaching, because I want other people to see. They can be happy and successful and have balance and all of those things, if they if they really work toward it and and get their mindset around it, work on their mindset, being positive, all of those things.
1: Yeah, and, and definitely you know affirming everything that you have. I would add on to that. Only would be would be one of those things as well. I mean, you said it so great
0: yeah thank you so much well is there anything else you we of course we will have uh ways that our listeners can get connected with you through our show notes uh your your book sounds amazing and um, love to see more of that. So just, is there anything else you'd like to share before we close?
1: No, well, I'm not really. I mean, just that I'd love to give your audience a free download of my book, Become a Rockstar Real Estate Agent at rockstaragenttraining.com. You can always connect with me on Facebook at J.C. Tucker as well.
0: All right, super. Thank you so much. And I'll look forward to this episode coming out.
1: All right, Renee, it was great being a guest on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you.